This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. So we're holding over here in page 197, Kuf on the bottom. And this is a Rabbeinu Bechaya. He, um, he discusses the Pasik. It says, Ve'ira Yaakov nedelemor, so it sounds like it's just a um, it's a request a, a, a shopping list from Kaddish Baruch Hu, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to give me um, seems to be not in good form that a person should be asking that. Also, I mean, what does it mean? Yeah, lechem is lechol and beg is lubosh. Why? And I mean, it's, it's, it's redundant, really, and not adding anything. So Rechaya speaks about, and he reframes what exactly his request was. Tzadikim asks specifically Hashem, the request is not luxuries, not extras, but needs. So the appropriate format of a request is not make me a wealthy man, not make me a brilliant man, it's make me what I need. Ubiyadua he says, and he explains the downside. When a person seeks out things that are extra, it, it creates a lot of problems. People should be He shouldn't crave things that are moisturous. So, um, he's, so he says over here, A, it, and this is something which I guess is helpful in phrasing what tefillah is. Um, we tend to think, you know, when we want to teach kids what tefillah is, we say, ask from Hashem whatever you want. Is that appropriate? Um, what does it mean? I'm asking Hashem because I want something. He's not my uncle and he's not, you know, there to spoil me. What, what does it mean? The answer is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to, to fulfill our needs. We're here to function. In order to function, we need to be able to supply our needs. So it is appropriate, HaKadosh Baruch Hu paid us, gave us a job to do. We're telling him what we need to fulfill the job. Any other private wishes, where does that come in? On what basis are we asking? So the the Yaakov Avinu framed the the request specifically as Lechem Lechol and Begid Lobos. He he said, because these are two items, I need my needs to be taken care of. Um, And then next paragraph. A person should be content with having uh, his needs as opposed to having things that shouldn't be his. 
And he brings a Pasik from Mishle that explains what exactly are the problems associated with going for either one or two extremes. Shalom Melech says, the Pasik says, uh, do not give me either poverty or wealth. Give me my needs, what I need. So he says, both poverty and excessive wealth are not good midos. They, they force him, they, they, they bring him to be over on mitzvahs. So he says a very interesting um, reason, rationale behind the problem of poverty. So if we ask ourselves, problem poverty is very simple. You don't have what you need. A person is hungry, a person is naked, a person you know, doesn't have the things he needs. But that's, that's a technical problem. A person needs things. But he says in Shloma Melech, when he said reish he says the problem with reish, with being poor, is the person ends up dependent on chanfanus. Let's talk about that a little bit. The word chanfanus means flattery. It, normally, we would consider flattery to be in poor taste, unless for fundraising, in which case it's extremely uh, important. <laughs> and that's exactly what he's talking about, actually. But I, I want to talk a little bit more about the, the, the Mida because um, the, the Maral speaks about it, Barichus, and I think it's important to understand a little bit about it. Um, there, there is an Isser, there is an Isser of Hanufa. The Isser applies as follows. Whenever we give right to things that are wrong, somebody's doing an Avera, and I sort of validate what he's doing with my words. That's the Issa Hanufa um, that the Gemara speaks about. It speaks about Agrippa Samalach, that he was a nice Melech, and he also was the Roman Melech, so you want to be on the good side. He, they, they, he read the Pasik, and he started crying because he realized he's not fit to be a king and so on. And they said, no, no, and so on. And it says it was Chayev Kaloya. In other words, the problem with flattery is our power of speech is, is what defines for us right and wrong. When we say something is good, that becomes the good we ascribe to. When something is bad, it's the other way around. When you need to, um, to distort the truth and say things that are wrong just because you need X, Y, or Z, the problem lies in the fact that you're distorting the world. You think that you're only fooling the other person. But the truth is, it, it, the power of speech is very, very powerful. So Shlomo Melech asked, he said, do not give me the Nesoyan of poverty because poverty will lead to, and this is the worst thing it leads to, it forces me to distort my sense of values so that I describe 
the bad is good or people that are bad is good. And that's why I should stay away from that. What about wealth? So there's a certain haughtiness and and uh, and arrogance that comes with wealth. I, I want to again be more specific in the way he says it. Moisros means. Let's understand what it is about Moisros. Uh, you know, we call them luxuries today or excess in materials. What's why is that specifically leads to the to the gasruch and so on? Imagine a person is um, a person is uh, on some sort of business trip, and he's working for somebody. So he 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 charges him for gas. I need gas, of course. I need to stay over on the trip. It's a long trip. Fine. Let's say the person comes to his boss, and he says. You know, I always wanted to have this and this chachka. You know, so I'd like to put on the business an expense account. Um, that's it's obviously it's, it's it's the reaction not going to be very good. Most people put on the account and find some way of explaining it. But but if it's what does it mean that you're putting a chachka on it? I mean, tachlis the business account is for business. So when you're doing all needs are defined as business-related, anything else is more than that. If a person perceives himself in this world on business, so then a person um, takes what he needs. What For my most efficient performance, what do I need? And that determines how he sees his needs. When a person has more, when a, so the more makes him feel that there's a self. It's it's a reflection, but I would like this also. I don't just want, I'm not on a business trip where I'm taking, you know, whatever I'm expending business. I say more than that. So in a very in a, in a very subconscious way, a person is fostering the idea that I am and I have desires and those desires need to be met. So maestrous um, Moisrus plug into that part of the person. Rabbi Chaim Shalevitz used to quote many times Rabbi Sol Salanta with the following expression. He would say, the world is a very expensive hotel. In a hotel, you pay for a glass of water through the nose. The only way you don't have to pay is if you're on a business trip and you can write it up on the business account. So he said, if we're here on a business trip, then whatever we get is on the business account. If we take for ourselves, that, that's why it was, it was an expression I'm so slant to use. But his point over here, I think, is, is a finer point. When a person taps into, when a person, when I want things, it gives me a sense of self. I also deserve something. You know, when people are only getting things that they need, they get upset and they said, but, but I'm a person, I, I want things. So obviously to be a Madrega like, like this, like Yaakov Avinu is an extraordinary Madrega. But Lamaisa, it's something that that it it, it it helps us define why this meat is so appropriate. The next paragraph, he says, Veda, says a very interesting um, observation. Rakshivakishava Mukra. 
So he ties the concept of bitachon specifically to the area of needs. What does it mean when a person says, I'm relying on Kaddish Baruch Hu for my needs? That makes sense. The Gemara says, Kaddish Baruch Hu created and gave me life. He wants me to exist. Obviously, um, he's going to give me the means to sustain that life. That that argument is is a cogent argument. For who is the Borei Ha'olam, he's the Mekayim Ha'olam. So whatever is needed for Kiyom Ha'olam, so the bitachon of a person is well placed when it's 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 it, it, it's on things that are needs. Masha'ein came. If a person asks for wants and desires, what's the, what's that bitachon about? Because I want something, Kashbaros to supply it. Where, 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 where is it coming from? I once heard a very interesting Bachanar Yeshiva once asked Rabuvan Feinstein, Shlita, about davening for a shidduch. So Rabuvan said, it certainly is appropriate to daven for shidduch, but it's not appropriate to give a Kashbaros advice. In other words, that I find my appropriate basherta, that's a very, very um, important filler. I, I'm I'm supposed to get married. It's a, it's a real need, and filler is part of the Pakasha. Telling a kaddish who I think it, it must be this person dafka that that's not asking for kaddish That's telling a kaddish and 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 that that, that that's what he described as the person. Okay, next paragraph. On a so if you take a look around, you see something very interesting. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives everybody the things we need. The more we need something, the more readily it's available. So air is an absolute necessity. Air is for free. At least, meanwhile, they said, you know, that's given. Water is in great supply. Food, basic foods, a little bit less. Um, very, very, you know, fancy foods, much less. There's a certain proportion between needs and and Akadosh Baruch supplying. So jewelry and gems and so on, they're not necessities, and that's why they're quite rare. One can also look at it the other way around. What makes diamonds and gems so valuable is because they're hard to get. It's hard to really to understand, you know, it, it, one of the, you know, they could make artificial gems as we, we almost can't tell the difference, so possibly can't tell the difference, and yet they're worth much less because easy to manufacture them, and you, you're cheating the person if it's not natural, um, because the natural ones are rare, and that actually creates the value. But he says, basically, Hashem, you know, anything that is necessity, Kaddish Baruch Hu makes it more readily available. It is our nature that we find we satisfy our, our sense of possession, the things that, that are not so readily available. Um, 
You see waters more, so water is still more here. Air is still more, and you get more than that. And therefore, he says, um, so you see there's a certain hierarchy from of necessity and availability, there's a correlation. And therefore, he finishes his last paragraph, he, he explains Pshat Nepasi. He asked specifically need-based. Give me the bread I need to eat and, and the clothing I need to wear. That's why he expressed it that way. He asked from a perspective of his tapkus. You see, the Torah even placed a restraint on a king from having too much, too many possessions, even though a king theoretically is all powerful and he could take what he wants and so on. The Torah felt it's something which is not good for a person. So it's interesting. Our instincts are the more we have, the better off we are. There is a, a, there, 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 there is a strong um, curve, a down curve, that's not true. When a person has more, that at some point it doesn't it doesn't help a person. I have a friend of mine that's Israel. Him and his wife are American. His kids grew up in Israel. They were born in Israel. They grew up there, and um, you know, so they learned English from the parents, but all not all the nuances of the language, uh, you know, are, are present. So they once had ice cream or something, and the kids were fighting. You know, they want a lot of ice cream. So one kid said, I want lots of ice cream. And the second one says, I want lots and lots of ice cream. The third one said, I want too much ice cream. <laughs> because she she was used to the idea that the word too much is always a lie. Like, like they sort of, they, so they had, they're used to it. A person um, understanding that a person needs to ask himself, how is what I have and don't have affect me? Erasure has its problems, you know, and and Aisha has its problems. And a person, the bottom line is, if the person sees himself on a tafkid and on a tachlis, then he takes appropriately. If a person is is does not not sensitive enough, a person that doesn't self-reflect enough, then 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 it doesn't always fit into the best part of the person. The next one is very Wait, this, this connects to the Pachim Ketanim of Yaakov. Rabbi Kolinsky, you have a, a nice audience listening to you. <laughs> this connects to what the Pachim Ketanim? Yes. L- let me, l- let's segue to that, actually. This is a, an important point. Um, it's very interesting. You find a difference between Esav and Yaakov <laughs> in a way that um, it says, Esav says, Yeshli Rov. I have lots and lots. And uh, Yaakov Venus says, Yeshli Kol. By all reckonings, all is greater than part. I think that's axiomatic, that the, 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 no part can be as great or greater than the whole. Yet Rashi points out that, um, uh, that uh, Esav is very arrogant. He says, I have lots, whereas Yaakov is very humble. Isn't all, if I say I have all the Bitcoins in the world, 
a lot more than I say I have many of the bitcoins. I mean that that's the so the answer is the other way around. When I say I have, what does it mean I have everything? Yeshikol means all the pieces that I need, I have. Um, whereas Asa sees it as possession. And I can, it, it, I, when I was young, a long, long time ago, they used to have these plastic models. I don't know if they still have it where you buy in the store, like for a dollar, dollar and a quarter, like a model of a plane or a ship and you paste, you cut off, you break off the pieces and you paste them together. I don't know if they still have it. They stopped making them when, when they realized that you could sniff the glue and get high in it. So <laughs> see, that's when it went out of uh, evolve. But as young, we used to put it in. And I'm not particularly adept at it. And sometimes I'd be missing a piece and sometimes I had a piece too much. And I got, I came to realize that they never make those sets with extras or missing pieces. If there's a problem there, I, I messed up somewhere. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us everything that we need to fulfill our tachlis. And therefore, if we have extra pieces, what does it mean you have extra pieces? And going back to what Rabbi Yosef mentioned, that was the Pacham Ketanim. It says Yaakov Avinu went back as he left over some small kalim. That's that's a meter. That's a we wouldn't look as good meter. If I saw somebody, what are you doing in Harlem? Said I dropped a dollable somewhere. I'm looking for it. We wouldn't see that as a mark of 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 on a person. We would say he's he, he's crazy. I mean, he, he, he. But let's say I said somebody else's dollar. I was carrying some for somebody. I dropped it. We would say, well, that the person is a neman. He's faithful. He, you know, he he does his duty on the business nefesh. If Patim Ketanim, if Yaakov Venus saw it as something that was extra possessions, to, to, to put himself in danger for Patim Tanim or to put his family in danger would be a bad midah. The answer was Yaakov lived with coal. The midah of Yaakov was coal, and that's a bakol mikol coal. And that means that there wasn't an iota of possession of his that wasn't put to use. And therefore, it's not his. That he lost, it's Rebbein Shalom's, and he needs to take it and and to put it. Let me maybe just I'll, since we're in a more informal setting, um, you'll have to bear with me. I want to share a story about what a big person is in this midas specifically. It's it's I experienced it in me yeshiva um, when I was a young bacher. I was um, I had a friend of mine who was a very big masmid. Very, very big masmid, long, long hours. And he was pale and thin. He looked apart. His parents came for a visit in the summer. And there was a great, um, there was a great uh, chance, or at least people felt, that if they see what he looks like, they'll take him back home. They weren't so thrilled they was in Shiva in the first place. And, and looking and looking and seeing him, they, 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 was, they were scared he would take him back. So the most, the hush of the younger man in the mirror was somebody named Rebchaim Camille. He was a Kulitera. He was in his 40s, early 40s. I remember him. He was a person of regular Svi. He later was Rashid Nofakim. Very hush of person. Every, everything about him was weighed and measured when you spoke to him and learning. Everything was thought out, weighed. That's, that was his midah, was Shikladas. The whole person was Shikladas. He, um, so he walks over to my Havrusa. And he calls over another very young man. It was the nine days. And he said, 
does so-and-so look, doesn't he look pale to you? He says, yeah, he looks kind of pale. So you would be mad to him to eat meat in the nine days, wouldn't you? So he said, if you say, Sir Chaim, yeah, good. Come with me. Come with me. He had a long, so my chavis started protesting. No, come. He comes. Wash, washed. He pulled out of his packet a plastic bag full of chicken livers that he felt that that was, would give him the eye and whatever it was. And he told him to eat. Now, chicken, it, it, was, it was quite expensive. He was, Pank Mill was a man who lived off, he, but you know, he finished, he took out another bag with two apples, a plastic sakit. I don't know. The, the medical cheshbon is, I'm not sure, Dr. Levsky maybe would have some insight on, on to why, the, the, but that was it. When he finished, he said, Zaika good. he said, could I have the plastic bag back? So we, if we're in a giving mood, it's okay, give. Okay, I have to do. It, there wasn't, what do you mean? The chicken liver is, is, is Farzakas Taira, so he spent whatever he spent on it. I don't, you know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't cheap. That is it. The plastic bag, what do you mean I just throw out the plastic bag? Can we use it? So I need to reuse it, and that's that. To combine the two, the Nadiva slave of giving like that, and the and the and the and the you know and and the uh, frugality of, on on the possession and need to be frugal about that's a big person. In other words, it's not like a natural. Some people are naturally just kind of blow it, and some people are very frugal and so on. But to, to, but this mida of being able to weigh and say everything has a tachlis. So the tachlis of these dollars. Was to was to buy the the, the, the what the bracha needed, and the tachlis of the plastic bag is to be used a second time. And that's that. Okay, let's see one more small piece. There's an Evan Ezra here. It says, "Ve'Evan Azois Ashlam Natsevi Yabeis Elakim." What does Beis Elakim mean? How does the Evan become a Beis Elakim? It's not a Beis Amigdash. What does Beis Elakim mean? So the Evan Ezra, the Evan Ezra, you just speaks extremely. Is 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 very very laconic. Ve'Tamia Beis Elakim. Um, by the way, the word tam does not mean reason, it means the understanding of. The word, the Rishonim used the word tam, it's like time, a mikra, it means the flow, the makom kavuolit filasi. Because base alokim does not mean, and this is true even when you use base alokim in the sense of the base amigdash, it doesn't mean the house that God lives in, it's the house where I find that Kaddish Baruch Hu. Beis alokim is my reflection on it. It's not the... So it means a mark and kavolet philosophy. That's what it is. Then he adds something. I'm not sure what he means. He says, So the finishing of the Pasik is So the Abenezer says it means that he will give Miser, which, yes, that's the meaning of Pasik. The Miser will be given to those that are Kaddish Baruch who feels. Uh, you know, to, to, to those that are would want to give them to whether it's a niyim or chacham, whatever it is, but then that it's tied in somehow to being that spot. I'm not sure exactly what he means. I, that that it sounds as if that's the place where I'll give out the dollars. That's the place where I'll do it. Not sure. I'm, I'm not sure about this shot. It's very hard to, to be I mean, exactly. But the, the first part, basically, meaning a place for tefillah. 
Velias Levi Asiri Derech He brings as Chazal say that Asa Shvatim is going back on Levi. Is one out of ten Shvatim goes like Hashem He says it's a drush. Keim b'Torashit not the Meisah Bonavak Meisah Bokav the same itvul. Then as many times prefers sticking to Pshat, doesn't like drush, and you know he'll say he makes some comments. This is one of them where it's 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 a very nice drush, but it has nothing to do with the Pshat and the Pasuk. Asa Shvatim means somehow it's a place I will give. Meiser, there were no Levian, but there are people that are royal for it, and somehow it's tied to Basil Kim. Okay, we'll hold it over here. And, um, yeah.